So there are some really great benefits for ozone therapy. And I remember when I went to my first conference on ozone and I was really amazed when I was learning about all the benefits. And I remember texting uh, my partner when I said, if this ozone is half as good as they are chalking it up to be, this is going to be a game changer for us because they're again basically saying this is going to be so good for so many things and that pretty much everyone can benefit from it. And actually, the more I learn about it, I I do believe in that. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey guys, before we jump in with Dr. Wiggy, I want to tell you about my latest discovery. So if you run or you bike or you walk or you hike or you climb rocks, anything, and listen to your music and your podcasts and you want to do it hands-free, I found the answer. (laughs) So I've tried everything. I've tried the armbands. I've tried the waistbands. I've tried my hand. And I went searching for something new that wouldn't chafe, that wouldn't fall off, that wouldn't tangle me up in headphone spaghetti wire. And I found it. I found the spider grip. And I literally called up the owner and I said, hey, Ryan, you don't know me. I'm Ella. I love your product. And I think you should advertise on my show because I want to be your newest spokesperson. And he said yes. So guess what? I want to tell you about the spider grip. I wear it on my back. You put your arms through the straps. They're anti-chafe and it stays completely out of your way. You forget you have it on. And finally, the phone is out of your hands and there is no earphone wire spaghetti. They come in all kinds of colors. They hold any phone you can think of. I have a six plus, you know, it's like roughly billboard size and I can put it in there with the case on. So that makes me super, super happy. It's got a little reflection thing happening. So I love wearing it when I go running at night since nighttime happens at like five o'clock right now. All in all, I'm in love with this spider grip and I wanted you to know about it. And I'm not kidding you when I tell you that I called up Ryan and asked him to sponsor the show. And he was like, absolutely. And he is here for us. He is giving us for a limited time, a coupon code worth 47% off the spider grip. Okay. Just for you guys. This is a coupon code that is just for us. It's Ella in all caps. Spider is spelled with a Y. So it's spidergrip.com. Enter code Ella in all caps at checkout and it will automatically take off 47% of the cost. You're going to love it. I already do. Check it out and I'll post some pictures in the show notes so you can see what this is about. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks, Spider Grip. I love this thing. Hey, you're on air with Ella. And today I am joined by none other than Dr. Wiggy Saunders. Dr. Wiggy, welcome back to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me back. So I'm pretty sure you're my most frequent guest. I think you definitely win that trophy by now. Well, that is quite an honor. Thank you. Well, you know what happens is I learn about something and I know just enough to be dangerous. And then I'm like, I don't really know what I'm talking about. So Dr. Wiggy, can you please come on the show and tell everybody all about the thing I know only enough about to be dangerous? And that is what we're doing today. 
that's a good way to get topics, and I'll, and I'll do my best to uh, inform you. Yeah, the list of things I don't know very much about is extensive. I have to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> me too, but I can't tell anybody that. Dr. Wiggy, do me a favor. Will you tell everybody kind of who you are and what you do? Sure. So Dr. Wiggy Saunders here. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm glad to be back. Um, so I am a family medicine doctor, but I practice integrative medicine, which is a little bit different. We try to address the underlying root cause of problems as opposed to covering up the uh, symptoms. And it seems to work. We're getting a lot of good results. We're getting people feeling better and really dealing with some major things and people are, are recovering from them. And so our practice has grown rapidly. Uh, we are one of the fastest growing integrative clinics in the country. And I think last count, we're up to about uh, 15,000 patients. So I guess we must be doing something right. I think so. And I will link in the show notes to the episodes that we've done before. We've talked about Lyme. We've talked about PCOS. We've talked about heavy metal detox. And and that's not even the entire list. So I'll put those links in the show notes as well as the link to Dr. Wiggy's practice so that everybody can deep dive into that. But today, Dr. Wiggy, I wanted to talk to you about ozone therapy. Before we even talk about ozone therapy, like, what is ozone? Because yeah. I only ever heard about that, like, you know, aerosol hairspray is bad for the ozone. <laughs> right. And that's usually the, the knowledge of most people is that they've heard of like the ozone layer. And to be honest, that was kind of my experience and my knowledge of ozone up until about a year ago. The ozone is a gas. And that's where again, people think about the ozone layer. There is a l- layer of ozone gas uh, in our atmosphere. And what ozone is, it's basically oxygen, but not quite. So it's O3 versus O2, because the air we breathe is O2, that's a regular oxygen. But ozone actually combines a third oxygen molecule to make ozone, which is O3. Okay, and the addition of that third oxygen atom is what gives ozone kind of its magic powers, right? It makes it supercharged. Yes, so there's a big difference between O2 and O3. So it's not like you're just breathing in some, you know, more oxygen. It is. It definitely changes the chemical characteristics of the ozone versus the oxygen, and it really does change the way that the body interacts with it. And what I did not know is that ozone is actually found naturally in our body. Like our white blood cells, you tell me if I've got this right, our white blood cells make ozone as a part of the immune response. And so if you are using ozone therapy, you're essentially boosting your natural immune system. Am I somewhere in the neighborhood of what this is? Yes, So definitely in the neighborhood. So this is ozone therapy. If we're going to talk about it from a therapeutic standpoint, it really is kind of the category of oxidative therapies because, again, it does use use oxygen. But when you, again, when you use the ozone versus the oxygen, it really does tend to stimulate the, the immune system. Because it does actually is used by the immune system to kind of help kill off bad things uh, for the most part, but also tends to stimulate the immune system as well. Okay, so now let's talk about what is ozone therapy? Like, what does it even look like? And I have done this now at Dr. Wiggy's practice, and it was intravenous ozone therapy. So it involved an IV, ozone gas, and my blood. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's that's about right. That's the gist of it. Okay, but can you please explain what that is and what I was even doing? Yeah, so the term for that is called major autohemotherapy. That's a long word. I've literally never heard that before. (laughs) Yeah, basically what that is, is that that is the IV ozone therapy that we utilize uh, in the practice. And the way this works, again, it is a fairly complicated process. But what, how we do it, we start an IV, so usually in the, in, the, in the arm, and then we actually pull blood out. So we usually let it drain by, just by gravity, pull out around anywhere from 60 to 250 cc's of blood. 
And then we hang it up. And then we actually use an ozone generator and we suck up some ozone. And it's usually about one to one. So one part of ozone for one, of, one cc of blood. And then we inject that into the bag. We let it mix. And it's cool. You can kind of see the, the blood turn from a really dark red to a really bright red. That's the ozone and the oxygen, or ozone and the oxygen mixing with the blood. And then we run it through usually a UV, UV filter and a UV light. And then we run it back into the vein. So yeah, a couple steps. Yeah, just a little. And my experience is I'm just sitting there and it's like I'm donating blood. It's just like giving blood. It's all coming out. And then nothing changes for me. I'm still sitting there and, you know, the practitioner does what she's doing and then hangs the bag back up and connects Mm -hmm. it back to me and the blood goes back in. So my experience and the experience of the patient is they're sitting there, they have an IV in, they have blood taken out, they have blood put back in. Like you don't actually do anything. All the work is done by the practitioner. No, but yeah, we're going to try and train our patients to do themselves. I absolutely will not participate (laughs) in that study. (laughs) Yeah, to start your own IV, pull your blood out, (laughs) inject some ozone, you'll be good. So yeah, no, you're right. So from a patient standpoint, really, it's, it's simple. You sit in a chair. You sit in a chair and you have an IV put in and that's really about it. And then when we're done, we pull the, pull the IV side out. So it's again, really pretty straightforward. Yes. From the nurse standpoint, that's where things get a little more complicated. And, and we should point out at the outset that this should not be taken lightly. Like you need a doctor to administer this. I mean, not actually to necessarily touch the tubes or anything, sure. but you do sure. this under a doctor's care. This is not like something you go to a, you know, you don't get your eyebrows done and then ask for ozone therapy. No. So you definitely, this is, again, this is an invasive procedure. This is probably one of the most invasive procedures that we, that we do in the office. Again, it is still just an IV. So the risk is low. You know, there really are a few risks with it just besides, again, uh, bleeding or infection kind of at the IV site. But still, you need to make sure you, you have someone that, that knows what they're doing. So yeah, you don't want to just go to some hole in the wall place that's advertising ozone therapy, which hopefully there's not many of those. And just try and go in there and get your, get a start an IV and get ozone put in. That would be uh, somewhat dangerous. Now I will tell you, there are some, there are some places out there that advertise or promote themselves as doctors or as MDs, but they're not. I'm really sure how they even get away with it, but they do a lot of uh, ozone therapy themselves. And I probably would, like I said, make sure you understand who's you're getting the IV, IV from or who you're getting the ozone from. And really just understand what their credentials are and what their education is. Because like I said, uh, I don't know how some some places do it, but there are some places that really are just doing this without really, again, the expertise or the knowledge to do it. Jeez. I mean, they're taking your blood out and putting it back in after they mix it with a gas. Like that's not anything you want to Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Or, well, sometimes you actually do, and there's different ways of doing sometimes where you actually just inject the gas directly. And there are people that are doing that. And that's actually, uh, you have to be careful with that. At this point, people are wondering, why on earth would you even do this? Like, what on earth is this for? So let's talk about some of the benefits. Yeah, just to just to have fun. That's, uh, that's what I tell people. Just, <laughs> just go do it. It's time. fun. You get Very an IV relaxing. put in. It's a lot of fun. No, so there are some really great benefits uh, for ozone therapy. And I remember when I went to my first conference on ozone, probably uh, a little over a year ago, and I was just, I was really amazed when I was learning about all the benefits. And I remember texting uh, my partner, Dr. Lantelm, and I said, if this ozone is half as good as they are chalking it up to be, this is going to be a game changer for us because they're, again, basically saying this is going to be so good for so many things and that pretty much everyone can benefit from it. And actually, the more I learn about it, I think actually I do believe in that. So some of the real benefits of, of ozone therapy, again, we've already talked touched on this a little bit, but it really seems to be great for the immune system. 
So this is probably one of the most potent immune stimulators and immune modulators that, that I know of um, because it really does stimulate the immune system. So that's that's probably the, the biggest and the best mm-hmm. benefit that we have. Uh, also seems to be useful just for uh, energy because we, we also know that ozone tends to stimulate ATP production from the mitochondria, also tends to improve detoxification and improves uh, circulation and oxygen utilization. So most people, again, if they do it, almost everyone feels better. And then, like I said, with time, it tends to kind of build on it, build on itself. And like I said, people just tend to keep getting better and better. Yeah. And so it might be of interest to people to know why I was even dabbling in this. And first of all, it's sure. because I have a chronic condition that's called, you know, must experiment with all the things. Um, <laughs> the guinea pig and me mm-hmm. just wanted to mm-hmm. try it. But yeah. it, it's not inexpensive. So it's not something you would just go dabble in lightly. But so there had to be a, a, even more of a reason for me. And I'll go back a little bit further than perhaps is even of interest, but I had a root canal in um, in one of my front teeth, and I have done shows on why that was so upsetting when I mm. learned how you know deleterious mm. those are, and I can't have it taken out, and and I won't go into all the details around that, but it was really of great concern to me, and so I had ozone injected into my gum where, mm-hmm. and I had several treatments, and it made. Um, it made a big difference because it'll kill an infection, won't it? If you apply it like that, is that is that is that correct? Yes, yeah. So, so again, the way the ozone therapy works well for infections, and that's one of the problems with with root canals, is that one of the concerns is that, that root canal basically is is hosting or a site for an an infection, and it's tough to for the immune system to actually get in there and clear it out. So, by actually injecting the ozone gas directly. When it does become in direct contact with really any sort of organism or infection, it does tend to kill that. So it does have some direct killing effect, but that's not really the main benefit that we see again when we do this through the through the blood. Right. So again, but yeah, you can do it for direct direct application if you need to. Right. And so that was sort of exceptional, sort of exceptional circumstances. Mm-hmm. And but it got me interested in the topic because I was like, what is this ozone thing that we are talking about here? And then that led me in all of the work just that I do with you and all the experiments that we do. Sure. And I heard that this therapy was available and for whatever reason my immune system was somewhat suppressed. And mm-hmm. and you were like, you should just consider this give it a try see if you're compatible with it and mm-hmm. um and so i did i went for 10 sessions which is kind of like jumping in whole hog would you agree <laughs> uh that's that's that is a good way to get started i don't, I wouldn't say that's a real aggressive uh way to get started we generally recommend at least 10 treatments up to 20 treatments uh, to get started and to kind of touch on your point also about it, just experimenting I, i've also experimented with ozone myself and I've done, yeah, at least 20 of the regular IV ozones, and I've also done the 10 pass uh, because I really want to be able to understand kind of what patients feel like when they're when they're going through this, and also so I can kind of also understand kind of the benefit uh, myself. Well, I think it's really important that people understand that this is sort of a multifaceted thing that it's not just yes. in and out one time. It's not a one-off event. Would you explain what a 10 pass is? Sure, and actually that's a good point about this is not just getting coming one time and you're cured. That would be nice. And we actually have had some people that have responded really well to like the 10 pass and they only come in one time and they're basically cured, which is crazy. But um, but yeah, generally, it's one of those things that it does tend to kind of work and to kind of build on each other. So I'll start off with just getting the, the MAH or the regular IV ozone. The reason why we recommend 10 to 20 treatments to get started, because, again, it does tend to be cumulative. So you come in, you do an, you do an ozone treatment and then you come in usually again 
three days later or three to four days later, do another treatment. And by doing it at those three to four day marks is that you're actually kind of jump starting the immune system every time. And so each time you do it, you get a little bit more of a jump start, you get a little bit more of a jump start. And then sooner or later, we're hoping that the immune system kind of kicks in and kind of takes over on its own. Another good way to kind of think about it is to think about it kind of like you're, uh, you're trying to start a lawnmower, you know, and sometimes you have to kind of keep pulling and keep cranking on the, uh, on the string and have to keep pulling on it. And then sooner or later it catches. And that's kind of the way I also look about ozone therapy. You kind of have to keep priming it until you get the engine started. And then once the engine gets started, that really tends to kind of uh, keep it going. So that's why it's good to keep uh, doing it in multiple times in a row. Okay, that makes a lot of sense and helps us understand how it is an immune system booster. And you also said it improves circulation by enhancing the flow of your blood because it's oxygenating it, isn't it? Or yeah, so yeah, as part of part of ozone therapy, you're not getting direct or only ozone in the in the blood. You're getting a lot of oxygen as well as some ozone. So you probably have heard about the benefits of hyper hyperbaric oxygen therapy or like the uh, hyperbaric what are those called the saunas chambers. or yeah hyperbaric chambers. Where basically with that, that's putting you in oxygen, just just O2, and it's putting it put you putting in this chamber that's under pressure and it's trying to push the ozone into your tissues and into your blood, which does have some benefit just getting the oxygen in there. But with, with the ozone therapy, again, you, you're not only getting the benefit of the ozone therapy, you're also getting the benefit of the oxygen. And we know the oxygen is getting inside of you because if we put in an IV and we inject the, again, inject the blood with the ozone and the oxygen, we know it's getting into your blood. So we also know it's going to your tissues. But yeah, but one of the best studied benefits of the, of the ozone therapy is that it does improve uh, circulation. And not only are you getting more oxygen in your blood, you're actually getting it displaced better. So it's getting out of your blood and getting into your tissues. That's also pretty well established. Is that why it is recommended for healing purposes? Absolutely, yeah. For healing, it's, it's fantastic. So there's, there's a way you can do this for like chronic, inf- chronic infections or just wounds that are not healing. This is actually one of the best things you could do for that. If I ever had like some sort of chronic wound that wouldn't heal, I would definitely be doing uh, ozone therapy to it. And like a and diabetic? Because they, ha- yeah, I know so, that happens to them. Oh, yeah, for sure. And again, that's why a lot of times why hyperbaric therapy is good for it because it gets more oxygen to the, that tissue. But getting that ozone to the tissue as well seems to be really useful because it also helps with the with the infection as well. Because a lot of times there's some infections component to it too. But yeah, you can do what's called limb bagging, where you basically put a put a bag over that wound and you put ozone into that bag, and then you just circulate it in and out, circulate it right over that right over that place that's not healing, and that again really gets more oxygen to the area and really gets more ozone to that area. So so it really is useful for that. But I'll just kind of tell you, you know, what I've seen it personally, so this is, we were talking about this before, is that I actually tore my Achilles Ugh. about uh, about nine weeks ago, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, that um, is the worst. Yeah, not not recommended. It was, it was, oh gosh, I'm still in recovery mode. How is tearing your Achilles, being on crutches when you're like, you know, go, go, go all the time, and you have two little kids? How'd that go? <laughs> yeah, it was a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, gosh, I was, I went through a weird, a weird weird time there oh man i was i was not not in a good place there for a while but i'm getting better and like i said my my leg's healing and i'm walking around and can use my my hands now so that makes it makes it better but what i've done and i've basically cheated the system and if you want to do an episode just on how to cheat the system and get hurt (laughs) i have lots of lots of little tricks and tips that i've used to get myself better faster uh and one of those that i've done is ozone therapy so i've done i've done some of the regular ozone and i've also again done done what's called the 10 pass and really what again what that does is because Really, the problem with most, especially uh, connective tissues like tendons and 
um, ligaments and those types of things, they're really poor oxygen, uh, poor oxygenated uh, tissue. So there's really not a good, a uh, lot of good oxygen that gets to those areas. And that's one of the reasons why when they get hurt, they take forever to heal just because again, you, they don't have the oxygen and the, the necessary nutrients okay. in order to get better. So for this case, I wanted to get and get as much oxygen and as much, uh, ozone to that area. So I did the 10 pass. And by doing that, it not only opens up kind of the, the capillaries and helps the blood flow through better, so you're getting better oxygenation to the tissue, but also, again, just having more of that blood flow to that area, it really improves improves healing time and really decreases, again, the kind of the, the scar tissue and the um, all the other bad things that can happen uh, from, from poor poor healing. And so chronic infection, would that include things that um, are internal as well, not just discrete injuries? Oh, definitely. So, yeah. So, again, you can you can use this, again, for external things where if you have, like, a, a wound that's not healing, that works really well. But probably what we're using it most for in our office is for these chronic infections that people have been dealing with for potentially months to years to decades. And, um, and, and some people are making some remarkable recoveries with using ozone. Give me some examples. Yeah. So, one of the, one of the most difficult infections that we treat uh, in the office is chronic Lyme disease. And we've done a, you know, we've done a episode on that. And mm-hmm. like I said, that's, it's a, it's a bear and it's really hard. It's really hard to treat because again, it's used for most people. It's usually been there for so long and it's really a stealth organism and it mutates and it hides in tissues and it gets in biofilms. And so it's a, it's a really tricky thing to treat. But one of the nice things in about ozone therapy, and this is where there's, there's debate, uh, about Lyme, with Lyme disease and Lyme disease doctors is that there's really a debate about is Lyme disease a problem because the bacteria is so strong? Or is the problem because the immune system is so weak? And that's where I think there's a lot of debate going on right now about how do you really approach it? Do you really approach it by throwing a lot of antibiotics at it? Or do you approach it by really trying to stimulate the immune system? And the way that I'm actually starting to lean a lot lot more towards at this point is that I actually think it's probably not so much, again, targeted therapy for going after these bugs specifically with like antibiotics. But what we really need to do, we really need to get the immune system boosted up. So when the immune system takes over, it can actually go there, go and clear these things out on its own. So again, just some just some case reports or anecdotal reports. You know, we've had people that have been sick for probably, I mean, I'd say 10, 20 years, and they have tried just about everything. And they've been to some of these, you know, huge uh, Lyme clinics, and they've had uh, antibiotics for a year or two years or IV antibiotics, and really no, no improvement. And then they came to see us, and we've done some other, again, of course, it's more complicated than just doing ozone. We've done some natural treatments. We've done some um, energy energy treatments, but we've also done uh, ozone therapy for them. And they are basically back to normal, back to normal, working, happy, healthy, energetic, feeling good. And like I said, it's really just, just one of the most rewarding things is to see them, especially when they've been so, you know, to so many other places, they've been sick for so long. And something like ozone therapy really does change your life. It's really cool. What about the people who aren't sick, so to speak? How mm-hmm. is this useful? You mentioned energy. How yep. is this? How does this have any sort of anti-aging properties? Yeah, well, actually, one of the probably the best things just for maintenance uh, for most people. I mean, there's a good book out there. I think it's called uh, Ozone Therapy or O3 for Life. I can't remember what the name of it is, but Dr. Schallenberger, he's he's okay. an author that, that wrote the book. And it is, again, a really good book that kind of summarizes all just the longevity and anti-aging benefits of ozone. And there's actually fairly uh, complicated science behind it. But one of the, one of the, again, one of the best things that it does, it really improves our mitochondrial health. 
mitochondria can our kind of our energy or our engines of ourselves and they produce our energy so that we can function and you know have normal daily activities but also tends to keep us young if our mitochondria are young so it really kind of helps to strengthen and support the mitochondria and also tends to get us a lot better energy production so we just tend to tend to feel better so um yeah i'd recommend this for and really most people you did you know you mentioned that it is not the cheapest thing in the world and that's the truth if it was if it was you know, really cheap, I would say everyone should be doing this. Um, but otherwise, like I said, I'd say if you can't afford it, this is probably one of the best things you can do just for overall health. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I'm going to be doing annually. So you'll have to, I'll have to talk with you about what makes sense kind of for maintenance because sure. you don't want to just throw your money away. But sure. I mean, if I, if I ever got diagnosed with anything, I would sit in an, in the chair and do ozone until somebody made me leave. Like, hey. That would be my number one strategy yeah. for sure. But what I'd rather do is just not ever have to deal with that and just stay. That's probably better. healthy. Yeah. Well, that, you know, that's, but that's actually part of it too is kind of for preventive purposes it does tend to help help you from getting sick because it does tend to get and stimulate the immune system it tends to improve again mitochondrial health improve detoxification so it's one of the broadest spectrum therapies that there is just to keep you well well, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, there was a reason I went and, and it was, like I said, beyond my guinea pig tendencies, my yeah. immune system was showing in, in blood tests that it was somewhat suppressed. And so I've been doing three things. I've been taking accelerated silver, which I have to mm-hmm. tell you about later. Cause it's like, okay. it's, it's, I was on colloidal and now I've moved to accelerated, which is scalar silver. And huh. so, and I'm not getting sick at all. My energy really? is super steady. And so that along with ozone cool. all hit at the same time. Yeah. And then I did started adding red light therapy to my, you know, five days a week and I have one Mm -hmm. in my house. And so that's, that's infrared and red light therapy. And I'll tell you something, I take this stuff for granted because when you feel good, I don't know about everybody else, but when I feel good, I just sort of take it for granted. And then when I feel bad, you know, obviously (laughs) it's like off the charts, but I mean, my energy is completely steady. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I feel good and I forget, I forget to appreciate that. So something's working. That's awesome. Question for you. Who should not do this? Like who should not even consider doing this right now or what condition they might have or anything of that nature? There are very few people that I would say would not be a candidate for ozone therapy because again, the really the benefits are, are numerous, but there are some people we have to be careful with. And so, um, whenever I'm looking at doing ozone therapy for, for somebody, the first thing we have to make sure that they do not have is what's called a G6PD deficiency. And this is another reason why, again, you want to make sure you go into some place that, that knows what they're doing and they're doing their due diligence before recommending ozone and before starting ozone for you. Because there is a small subset of the population that has what's called the G6PD deficiency. And basically what that is is that your body and your blood cells cannot handle oxidative therapies like ozone or like high-dose vitamin C. Oh. And what happens when you give a lot of ozone to these people, basically their red blood cells burst. And they'll bleed out and they'll become anemic and they may need transfusions and it's not a pretty picture. So if uh, you're nobody going someplace, tested me for nobody tested me for that <laughs> when I went to the dentist. <laughs> well, for no, so for injections are fine. Okay. Okay, I feel and, better. Well, generally fine. I probably would have still tested you anyway, just to make just to make sure. Because you're not getting a ton of ozone systemic. When we're talking about doing the IV therapies, you have to make sure you do the G six PD. And that's why, again, I'm saying you have to make sure you, you go to some place that knows what they're doing because yeah. I've also had other people that have went to go to other doctors, other MDs, and they're doing ozone therapy. And I just ask them, you know, yeah, do they check you for G6PD beforehand? And they say, no, what's that? 
And oh, that's that's never a good sign because, again, and majority of the time you're going to be fine. You know, this the majority of the time you're not going to have any problems. But this one case, if they're G6PD deficient, you do ozone therapy, you could have a major mess on your hand. So that's one thing I'd really make sure you have to be careful with is, again, make sure they're not G6PD deficient. Then there are some other um, what I'd consider to be minor contraindications, not necessarily like a hard contraindication that you can't do it. But you really need to be careful uh, with those pe- people that have a hyperthyroid, like Graves' disease. Because ozone also tends to be a bit of a metabolic stimulant. Uh, again, that's why people tend to feel better. They just have a little more energy with it. But throw that on top of hyperthyroid, you have to be a little careful. Oh. And then the other case is uh, hemochromatosis or too much iron in the blood. So uh, if there's any history of that, you have to make sure that you have to really start off really low. Again, not saying you can't do it. You just have to be really careful. And then I'd probably say the third country or third thing to be aware of is if someone is a, is a bleeder. Or have some sort of uh, of a bleeding disorder, because again, what we've talked about is that uh, ozone really does improve uh, circulation, and it tends to it tends to thin the blood a little bit, not only from the ozone itself, but also with the uh, we use a little bit of heparin when we're doing the treatment. So you do that, and when someone that's already an easy bleeder, again, you just have to be careful. I'm not saying they can't do it. We have some patients that are uh, that are easy bleeders, and we're just being real careful and watching them watching them carefully. But again, just one of those things you have to be aware of. Okay. I did not know any of that. Okay. So what should you, you've actually touched on this, Dr. Wiggy, but what should you look for in a practitioner? Are there any major flags? I mean, you've already identified that some people aren't actually medically trained. And so that would be barrier number one. I probably wouldn't get ozone therapy unless it's in a medical doctor's office. I would probably emphasize that. And again, it's not that there's a big risk of doing some of these other forms of ozone therapy. You know, there are places that have ozone saunas and, and those are, those are fine and, and those generally are safe, but there are still some things you also have to be aware of, even with getting ozone uh, on the skin or with the potential of getting ozone inhaled. So there are some complications that can develop when you, when you're using a reactive uh, gas like ozone because the ozone is, is very reactive. And so I probably would make sure you go into a medical doctor's office that has you know, they basically, they know what to do if there's some sort of complication. So I probably wouldn't just go to some sort of med spa and have it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, again, I would just make sure again that you, you're going to an MD. And I'd probably say the best advice is just go to some place that has a good reputation. You know, that they, they're trusted. They have, again, they have, they're having good results. And they're not necessarily recommending this cross the board uniformly. Because like I said, there are cases where you say, well, this this might not be the best thing for you, or maybe we need to consider this first, or, you know, we want to try and get your, you know, your your thyroid or your adrenal glands fixed first before we, you know, go after the ozone. That's just the other thing. Like I said, don't, I wouldn't just go someplace that says, okay, yeah, everyone definitely needs ozone right away, right off the bat. Let's go and sign them up for a 10 pass. It's probably better to get and look at the whole person, look at it from a holistic standpoint, make sure that their body is prepared for it. Make sure you do your due diligence, do your proper testing. And then if they're a good candidate for it and you've tried other things and they're at a point where they need the ozone therapy, then you have a good place and you have a good nurse that knows what they're doing. Are there any autoimmune diseases that you should not combine with ozone therapy? Well, the only one that I would probably say that I know of that you have to be careful with is the Graves' disease. Okay. And, then, and that's the hyperthyroid standpoint. And that's actually something we, we probably should touch on a little bit here because we've touched, you know, talked about the, uh, the chronic infections and how useful it is for that. But actually, one of the coolest uh, responses and one of the coolest research, uh, some of the coolest research that's being done is on MS. And that's actually be- being done in Italy. And I went to a conference also with him 
And he's basically, and it's, you can't really, you know, use, you have to use specific terms here, but he's really getting great results with patients with MS. And even like I said, he's really reversing a lot of their, a lot of their symptoms and getting them back to a, a lot higher level of functioning from, from where they were. So again, because, you know, what I was saying is that, you know, ozone therapy really is an immune stimulant, which it does kind of help again boost up the immune system. But I'd also use the term immune modulator. It, it modulates or it modifies the immune system. So if it's, overactive in one area or underactive in another area kind of helps balance the immune system which appears to be why it's so useful for autoimmune conditions like again like ms or hashimoto's or um, rheumatoid arthritis again it really seems to be useful you just have to be careful whenever you're dealing with autoimmune conditions because it does it does mess with the immune system so you have to make sure again you're being careful with it but as long as you're monitoring them and as long as they're they're responding well it's a great treatment for uh, autoimmune diseases as well well, and my goal, as always, is just to introduce things that people might not even know to ask about. Do you know sure. what I mean? So we're not here oh, yeah. saying, and you touched on this, we're not here saying, everybody run out and do this, and then they all get mad because right. it's expensive, and they're like, Ella, what are you talking <laughs> about? Um, but also, it's so useful to just know that these modalities exist, that these protocols exist, that these treatments exist, so that yep. you can start the dialogue with your own practitioner. And I, I obviously would have had no idea unless, um, unless you had mentioned this to me. So as mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always, if I learn something, I have to share it with the free world. I think it is so important for what you're doing and getting the word out because you're right. If they had not heard of these things or if I had, if I had some patients that had never heard of ozone or never tried it, you know, I would, I would really like to think that what we've done really has got them from basically being bedridden to being well. And, and like I said, without them even hearing about it or knowing about like our practice or doing ozone therapy. I said, who knows where they'd be uh, right now. That must be just the best feeling in the world. It is. It's it's amazing. What other types of ozone treatments are out there that people might hear about when they start looking into this, Dr. Wiggy? Yeah, so we talked, we, we touched on this a little bit already as well. There are different ways that you can apply ozone therapy, and I'll kind of go through each of them briefly here. So one way to do it is basically doing that limb bagging that I was talking about where you have a, let's say, a wound or something that's not healing. You basically put a bag over your leg. And you run ozone through the bag and you make sure you go through the destruct unit. But, it's, but again, you're just getting kind of that topical therapy. You can also, again, when from a topical standpoint, you can also apply ozonated oils. That's another way you can do it where you can just put a little bit of an ozonated oil where like an olive oil that's been ozonated. Uh, that has some good healing properties. You can also drink ozonated water, a really weak therapy, but it does appear to give you some systemic benefit. You can also breathe ozonated uh, oil and you're breathing the, the kind of the ozonides that come through that because you cannot breathe ozone directly. That's one thing. You don't breathe ozone. That's not that's not healthy. Interesting. But you can actually can pass it through. You can pass it through an oil. And by passing it through an oil, you can actually breathe the gas that comes off of that. And that really is useful for um, for sinus infections, for bronchitis, for any sort of respiratory tract issues. That's really good. And we use, we use that a lot of times for people that come in that have a sinus infection. Say, hey, go try, go go breathe some ozonated oil. Um, and like I said, a lot of times they're better by the time they leave. Um, another way you can do it is actually you can apply the ozone into the ears. That's called ear insufflation. And we use that for kids that have ear infections. Again, sometimes they come in with an ear infection. We do it once or uh, once one day, maybe again the next day. And a lot of times their ear infection is gone without antibiotics. It's awesome. And then uh, what's another way? Oh, yeah. So then the other way you can apply ozone, and this is, again, a little more a little more invasive, but you can also do what's called rectal insufflation or vaginal insufflation. 
And basically what that is, uh, and it's a little bit uh, less comfortable, but you apply <laughs> like, a little catheter. I just, I just got uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Um, but um, but what you do is you, you basically apply either a catheter or a little insert, and you, you can either uh, apply it directly or you basically have a bag attached and you squeeze uh, the ozone gas either rectally or vaginally. Again, it's yes, it's a little more uncomfortable, but it's also a lot cheaper option, and you can do it at home. Which is, which is at a, with some benefit. Um, and then the, oh yeah, the other one is the ozone, uh, chamber or the ozone sauna. Again, some benefit to that, but not nearly as strong as like doing the blood ozone. Wow. Okay. So people can do this at home. You can, but again, you have to make sure you're doing it right. And I wouldn't just go again, buy an ozone generator and start doing vaginal inflation by yourself. Yeah, no, there, uh, there will be no links in the show notes <coughs> to this. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised what people would do. I do it's, not want uh, to be responsible for anyone's no, vaginal inflation. Do not, <laughs> do not recommend that. But no, like I said it actually, it does, it, it does appear to be useful for kind of maintenance therapy. So sometimes after we've done, a, you know, 20 treatments of ozone or we've done a couple 10 pass treatments and then they're feeling well, but they just kind of want to stay well doing at home rectal or vaginal inflation. Uh, you know, once they get used to it, it's not the worst thing in the world. And it does tend to help kind of maintain some of those benefits. Okay, last question for you. And it's entirely selfish, but anyone else who does this will have the same question, Dr. Wiggy. And that is, if you go in and you do, you know, I've done 10 sessions, and then I did yep. a 10 pass. So technically, I've done like 20 treatments. Now, mm -hmm. what does if you're not sick, if you don't have an acute condition? Yeah. What is maintenance? What does maintenance look like? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that also varies on the individual. So again, if we're talking about people that are not sick or that have not completed or not have gone through kind of a course of treatment, and we're just talking about people that just want to stay well, what I'd probably recommend is just doing like a regular uh, blood ozone, probably like once a month, something like that. That's probably all, all that they need. Or doing something like a 10-pass, which we haven't really had time to talk about either, but doing a 10-pass maybe like once every other month or once every third month. 10-pass is kind of a new buzzword that's kind of, kind of floating around the ozone community because this is really the, the direction that ozone treatment is going. So I, I described what's called, again, major autohemotherapy. And that's when we start an IV, we let blood drain, we inject it with the ga ozone gas, and then we put it back in. But what's called 10-pass is basically that. It's doing that 10 times, but we're doing it more automated. So what we do is we, we start an IV, same principle, but then we actually hook this up to a machine. It's where it actually sucks your blood out. So 200, 200 to 250 cc's. It basically pressurizes it with ozone and oxygen, and then it pumps it back in. So it's a lot faster. And then you do that up to 10 times. That's why it's called a 10 pass. You get a ton more oxygen and you need a lot more ozone when you when you do the 10 pass and it does appear again to be where for um again the, the doctors that are using these therapies it does appear to be that generally for most people the more the better so people that are responding well with the regular blood ozone they tend to respond even better with the 10 pass because you're getting so much more oxygen and so much more ozone per treatment Okay. Once a month for just a standard treatment is kind of maintenance mode. And then a 10 pass, did you say sort of once a quarter? Yeah, something like around or once a quarter, something like that. I said, or the other option could be you could do like rectal or vaginal insufflation. Probably do that every day. I don't know if you noticed. I've just deleted that from my consideration set. <laughs> okay, that's gone. 
We'll mark that from the records. But, you know, we'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. But, yeah, I'm not looking that up. If you guys want to look that up, then you do the Google and you tell me what you find. Okay. Yes. Dr. Wiggy, I cannot thank you enough. You always shed so much light on things that I know almost nothing about. This has been really, really, really interesting as always. And for those of you who have not yet heard the historical episodes with Dr. Wiggy, those will all be linked to in the show notes for this. Wiggy, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me again. Have a great day. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.